We dig into personas and patient journeys today on Marketing Mouse with the CEO of Mintent, Matt Dion. You will learn what's important as we focus on three key areas of healthcare patient journeys. It's coming up on Marketing Mouse starting right now. Work, 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 work. It's a rule around here. Work hard, play hard. I have eight different bosses right now. A big pardon? Eight bosses. Eight? Eight, Bob. What about I work late? You work late. But I made the appointment two months ago. I'm here. Fresh off the lips of health marketing experts, this is Marketing Mouths. And now, here's Bill Klaproth. Taking what they're giving because I'm working for a living. I love that open. This is the Marketing Mouse Podcast. Thank you for being here. This is episode number eight. And in the hyper-competitive world of hospital marketing, it can be hard to keep up. So our mission is to bring you marketing, PR, and social media experts, IT pros, and other guests with information and insights to help you stay on top of your game. So excited to have Matt Dion with us today. Matt is the CEO of Mintent, a company that streamlines every aspect of content marketing. Matt is a technology industry veteran with 24 years of experience, a consummate thought leader in the areas of marketing, content marketing, digital transformation, e-commerce, and business development. And today we're going to talk about building patient journeys. Matt, thank you so much for being on with me today. Before we dig in, can you fill in the blanks a little bit on your career and let us in on your personal life? What's fun for you in your off time? Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks uh, thanks for having me on. So um, I've spent my entire career in uh, software, selling software, selling and marketing software uh, in all different industries. And um, mostly I've spent it in sales and marketing and, uh, and as a CEO. So uh, I live in, uh, in Vancouver, up in Canada. And, um, I, you know, I have, uh, I have a wife, a couple of teenage daughters. So on the, when I'm not working, I'm pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging out with them, and uh, you know we like we're pretty active. We like to ski and uh, scuba dive and golf, and you know just kind of general outdoor activity. So it's pretty much uh, either it's it's work and family is kind of what takes up most of my time these days. I love it. Two teenage daughters. I bet you they keep you busy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shortage of fun there. <laughs> no kidding. All right, Matt. Well, uh, thank you for being on with me. And let's jump into this. So I want to talk about patient journey stories and those are so important so tell me why should a hospital or a healthcare clinic be interested in developing patient journey stories yeah for sure uh, well you know in marketing in general the this topic of journeys has become really popular lately the last couple of years it's really intensified and it doesn't really matter which industry the concept but you know in a lot of industries they talk about the buyer journey you know, having a buyer persona and really understanding the journey. And I think where that's become important or why that's become important is that, you know, as you, as you try to create content, really try and understand who you're talking to, who you're communicating to, trying to start a dialogue and you're developing content, you really have to have the context or that content doesn't really land, you know, it doesn't resonate. And so you know, people go through a whole bunch of different processes as they're making a decision, whether it's to, you know, whether they need some health care or whether they're looking to buy a new car or whether they're looking to buy a coat online. And so you really have to understand, okay, who is it that I'm selling to, which is the persona, and then what is the journey that they go through so that when you're creating your content, you can 
target it to not just that person, but what is that person needing at that point in time of their journey. So it's it's turning marketing from just being focused on me as a vendor or me as a provider, or, you know, and, and really having some empathy for, for, you know, my customer or my patient, understanding what they need at that time so that I can cater all my content to that. So, you know, it's it's become really important in all industries. And I think in healthcare where, you know, I think there's even the stakes are higher because, you know, in, in say retail, if you don't, if you don't nail it, well, then someone, you know, they get, they don't get pulled in and they don't buy your, your item. But in healthcare, I think if you give somebody the wrong information at the wrong time, uh, there could be more, you know, obviously there could be different consequences that I think are more severe. So. Yeah, the stakes are a little bit higher. So, Matt, before the journey yeah. then, is it important to figure out the persona? Does that come first? Yeah, I would put that first because if you don't know the persona, then it's hard to figure out the, the journey, right? You're, so the persona is, okay, well, who exactly you know, is it that I'm trying to communicate to? And then what is it that they go through on their path to buying or, or using my, uh, my product or services? So they're, they're kind of linked. So how do you map that out then? How do you come up with that patient persona, if you will? Well, you know, I've always, I think the best way is you actually talk to the people that you're, you know, that, that's your, your audience or your wannabe audience. Um, you know, you can, you can do surveys, um, you know, talk to existing customers and it, there's really no easy way to do it. Um, you know, a lot of people when they're developing personas, well, just kind of, you know, create a generic demographic. Like we, you know, we sell to men or women in this age range that live here and they all kind of act like this. And then we go, you know, we have awareness and interest and, you know, that kind of thing. I, I don't think that cuts it. I think you have to go deeper. You really have to interview people. You have to talk to them, you know, your customer service people. Um, you know, there are anyone that's customer facing in your organization really do those deep interviews and really try and understand a day in the life or a week in life or a month in life and just understand what are, what do people go through and, and what happens at each stage? What do they need? And then what can you do to help them sort of move on to the next, to the next uh, stage? Right. Help them solve their problems. So you have broken it down yeah. into three areas and we're talking about healthcare here, prevention, treatment, and aftercare. So let's talk about each one of those. When it comes to prevention, what do we need to know about that? Okay. Well, I would say, you know, prevention, and, and again, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like there's just, you know, three easy, you know, buckets that's going to be applicable to everything. Um, certainly, you got to go deeper and there may be, you know, there may be 12 stages in your journey or there may be, you know, more or less. But in, in the case of prevention, I think that's where for healthcare in particular, I think that's really important because you don't want to, as a marketer, seem in any industry totally opportunistic. Like you're just, you know, you're just trying to hit someone right at the, the moment that they're ready to, to buy, say in the case of, uh, of retail, um, or try and, you know, convince them that they should buy. You really want to nurture a relationship, you know, get a conversation going. So in the case of healthcare, obviously, you know, um, it, it wouldn't be right to just, you know, market to people when they're in their sort of most vulnerable place or most, you know, emotional place. So in, in certain, you know, types of treatments or, or whatnot that have 
uh, a preventative aspect to it, then that makes a lot of sense to start putting that information. I mean, that's obviously pre- prevention is the best cure. And so, you know, it's important to um, get that information out there. I think healthcare, uh, in my opinion, has a responsibility to do really good marketing at that stage because, you know, you've seen all the stats of everybody starts their search off with Google. So if, if the proper experts are, you know, filling the world with content, then guess what? Someone else will. And so I think, I think that's a great opportunity for people to understand how to, you know, uh, relate to their, uh, you know, potential patients down the road, you know, build their audience and establish credibility and hopefully, you know, prevent, prevent something from happening. So I actually, I think that stage serves, serves a lot of purposes and is, is really, really important. Well, you can really start that relationship early when someone is concerned about a condition they think maybe they have or someone that's got a family history of a disease. You can really start that relationship right then and there. No, absolutely. And I think that's when people like that's the the important thing of that journey, right? Because when somebody say they find a they have a relative that just you know, got diagnosed with something or they have a family history or they, they, they're they maybe feeling a symptom or they see something on TV, you know, they're just going to look for, you know, certain types of information and, and, you know, what is this thing? Is it possible that, you know, I can prevent this thing and, and what does that look like? And, you know, yeah, that that's a great time to build a relationship with someone because at that point you're clearly um, offering something of value. You know, you're 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 really trying to you know prevent something from happening to somebody, and so you're you're really at that point, I think, in a position to build trust. You know, because you really are showing a genuine desire to for someone not to not to need your service <laughs> in a way. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think I think that's a great time to do that. Okay, so let's talk about treatment. Then someone has been diagnosed with something and they're undergoing treatment. What about patient journey stories? Then thoughts on that, and potentially any examples that you yep. have for us? Yeah, well, I would say this is probably where um, the importance of context is is really important. You know, having the data, um, and because you know if someone's undergoing treatment or, or they're, they're trying to follow a plan, um, you know, you could, you could be, I, this is where I think the timing or of that information or the context of that, it has to go to the right person at the right time. You know, otherwise it's just uh, either meaningless or potentially, you know, um, too late or, you know, so this is where I think the, the you know, having systems that have data about your customers and, and understand where they're at, making sure that you really are targeted in that, uh, that messaging becomes really important. Um, it's probably, I, I would think, when people are most receptive to the information, right? Because it's, it's the most critical at that time that they, they follow the, you know, whatever the plan is for them. So I would say that that is, um, on the one hand, it's probably you probably have your most uh, conversion rate if you want to think of it in that terms, in terms of someone looking at your content. But I also think comes um, uh, a heavier responsibility to make sure that it's it's given to the right person at the right time. And also, obviously, the accuracy of the information at that point is paramount. 
Absolutely. So that they are on a mission to find out that information. I mean, they want to learn. So having the right yep. information for that right person that happens to be looking for it right then is really important. So, and you suggest, you know, even the information in monthly newsletters, you know, you could put up, uh, you know, pages on your website uh, to try to suck people in that are looking for that information. Uh, obviously, um, blog posts, podcasts, all kinds of things to really talk about what that person is looking for and that information they're trying to seek. So there's many ways to get that information uh, out there. You even suggest support groups, uh, lectures and seminars too, as well as social media. Oh. All kinds of stuff. Uh, and, and I think the tying the expertise that the healthcare provider has is critical to that point, too, because, you know, people, you know what the Internet's like. I mean, there's all kinds of good and bad information on there. And so, you know, you want to you want the person to have that, you know, again, if you've built that trust in the preventative stage, they already know that they can rely on you for good information, then it's easier for them. They go, OK, well, here's a video. Here's a help group. Here's a, you know, a, a forum or something that somebody's recommended that I that I read again you've just you've just you know you've got empathy for your for the person and and you've made their life easier and you're genuinely helping them um is certainly certainly the way to go very true it's like you say there's a lot of information out on the internet but if it's vetted information from your local healthcare facility or hospital information from that doctor is so credible and authoritative that's that's just a great marriage of information that you have to give for someone in your local community that's looking for it. It's just a, a great spot for that. And you're right, Matt. Treatment is just a great opportunity to really help somebody when they really need it the most. So let's talk about aftercare. Yeah. So they're in, they go in for treatment, and they're out now, and they're healthy, and things are better. So is there really a need for a patient journey? It sounds like you say yes. Absolutely. Uh, because again, you know, um, what it's like when you, if you buy something and, and then the company, once you give them your cash, it disappears. You don't have a very good feeling, especially if you need some kind of support or help or something like that. And I, again, you know, what's the person, um, yeah, hopefully they are, are healthy and on their way to recovery, but you know, um, Staying involved, it, it's kind of like investing that time in prevention. It's, it's the same thing um, afterwards. So, so this is where it would be very important to to really understand the patient journey because I would imagine that you know there it depends what the aftercare is. I mean, there could be many um, you know stages of the patient journey just in that bucket of that category alone, right? You know, it could be like you know if you've had an operation, like say a hip replacement surgery or something there could be something that you know wake up from surgery what you do what you do while you're in the hospital what you do when you go home uh, who you have to engage with for rehab what your sports activities maybe have to be you know modified or can't do anymore down the road and again that's something that's going to be i would think very important very top of mind for somebody after they've had that kind of procedure and for them to know that you know you're there again as that credible trusted authority giving them that information, it's going to, you know, just make them, you know, feel better and, and, and build that, that relationship. So, you know, again, um, those are the three buckets I think are, you know, kind of broad, broad based buckets, but I think it's important to go depending on what you provide um, to go a bit deeper. And, and again, that's where the context of persona, you know, your persona of a person going through going for a hip replacement is going to be very different than a persona that's been diagnosed with, with, 
an aggressive form of cancer. You know, so I, I think it's, you know, you can't have generic information. You have to have very specific information and you have to make sure it's getting to the right person at the right time. You're absolutely right. And in those examples you gave, think of the checkups for someone with a hip replacement. Same thing with somebody yeah. with cancer, that continuing checkup to make sure you're in remission. So think of the content that you could come up with to answer those questions as they hit those different milestones. So that's really important to remember. So that aftercare, that isn't important to bucket to think about. And you're right, there are more of them. But when you start, Matt, it sounds like a good way to, to initially start this is to think of those three buckets of prevention, treatment, and aftercare. And then you can branch and yeah. build out from there. Yeah, and that's a good point. Like, you don't need to go to the nth degree. And, and if you try and make it too complicated, especially if you're just starting with digital content, you know, you, you get paralyzed a little bit. So it's, it's easier to just, you know, start off with what do you know about your personas? Um, what can you put down on paper? Uh, what do you know about the stages? And, and the, I mean, the most important thing is to just do that work, actually write it down, have a written you know, documented content strategy and make sure that it's somewhere in, in some kind of platform or, or you know, so somewhere where everybody knows what it is and has access to it so that as your entire team of marketers is creating content, they have the strategy always in mind versus just kind of tactically producing, you know, volumes of, of content. That strategy is so important. And Matt, your mission at Mintent is to make marketers' lives easier by improving their content marketing process. And strategy yeah. is a big part of that. Tell us about your service and what you do and maybe touch on strategy a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So Mintent's actually a play on words for marketing with intent. And so the reason that we created the company was that we saw that more and more money was being spent producing content. So I think Gartner, uh, which is an industry analyst, uh, said that, you know, marketers are now spending 45% of their budgets producing content. And we're also, you look at the statistics on how much money we're spending on technology. So we're spending a lot of money and um, you really have to uh, document your strategy. And that really, that does involve um your personas and your buyer's journeys, but it's also what are your metrics? That's a, that's a really important part of the strategy. You know, just producing content saying, whew, we got it done, it's out there. <laughs> if you're going to produce a treatment video and you're going to target it at, you know, 5,000 people that have had, you know, the treatment in the last, you know, month or so, well, then you really should be thinking that it's only successful if a certain percentage of those people follow the video and maybe click on whatever the next action is. And so you really got to think about being more mindful about the content you're creating. What, why am I actually creating this content? What am, what's the purpose? What am I trying to do? And it doesn't matter if the person is writing the content or adding the photos or laying it out or whatever, everybody involved in that workflow of the, um, of the production of that content needs to have the strategy in mind. And so that's what our software does. It puts all of those, things I just talked about in one central place and allows people to collaborate as they're creating the content with the, uh, the perspective of that strategy, just right there at their fingertips. And, you know, and we push to all of the channels that you would uh, want to publish to, and then we gather the analytics so you can actually see how that content's doing. So that's, that's what Mintent was created for. It's that, that platform for, for content marketing teams. 
Right. Maximizing your content. That's uh, so important with resources, you know, tight today. That's uh, really important. And, uh, you know, if you can make your content more meaningful for the right person who needs it right then, that's always so important. Well, Matt, thank you so much for your time today. But before we let you go, of course, you have to step up to the patented marketing (laughs) mouths wheel of questions. All right. So here we go. We're going to get a little more in depth with Matt here. Okay, Matt, step up to the wheel, just like wheel of fortune, grab it and give it a spin. Here we go. All right, here we go. All right. Coming to a stop. Okay. And, oh, I like this question. Here we go. Matt, what drives you to do what you do? I believe that marketers, uh, have a real responsibility um, to, you know, th- th- to give people the proper information, to help people, to actually connect, you know, what people need with what's available out there. And uh, so I, I think it's a lot more than just, you know, trying to sell your stuff and make money. So I, I really do believe that, uh, you know, there should there should be more good marketers out there and, and we should be doing things the right way. And so I, with this, you know, company that I'm at now and this platform we have, I really honestly believe that uh, it does make better marketers. And, uh, and so that's, that's what, you know, from on a professional level, that's, that's what keeps me going every day. Amen to that. All right. Give it another spin. Okay. Okay, another great question here. If you could have dinner with any famous person, living or dead, who would that be and why? <laughs> um, you know, that's funny. I actually... You're a Canadian, so you're going to say Getty Lee of Rush. <laughs> <laughs> of course I would love that. Getty Lee of Rush would be amazing. But I think i got to go a bit bigger. I, you know, it would either... Okay, if I, can I answer a, a dead person and an alive person? Yeah, sure, of course. Okay, so I think if it was a dead person, it would it would have to be, you know, a great uh, a great uh, historical, spiritual, religious figure like uh, Buddha or Jesus or or Muhammad, somebody, mm-hmm. somebody like that, you know, some one okay. of the great, you know, uh, folks. If if it was someone alive, boy, I'm torn between business or per- you know, I I actually think. Uh, uh, Kate McKinnon off Saturday Night Live is, is, is one of the most hilarious people. I, I, I could do so many, so versatile, does so many different roles. I, I think it, having a dinner, did you say it was dinner, right? Having dinner, yeah, I think that sure. would be that would be pretty hilarious. So uh, I love it. So I, you, I'm gonna put, yeah, you you really covered the spectrum there. Jesus and Kate McKinnon, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Maybe the both of them together. I think that would produce a pretty fascinating uh, dinner topic. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I love it. All right, Matt, you're still up. Give it another spin. Oh, third. Okay, here we go. All right. And it's coming to a stop. And oh, there it is. Okay, so people love to hear quotes. Do you have a favorite quote you can share with us? I do. I do have a quote. And I, I'm not at my desk or I would get it. I would have the exact quote. So I'm probably going to, this will probably be a, a misquote, but it's uh, <laughs> Martin Luther King. Uh, and it's something along the lines of the, it's always the right thing to do what is right. Um, and I may have got a word or two wrong there, but the, I think the concept is, uh, is valid. I, I do believe it's always, uh, it is always the right time to do, <laughs> to do the yep. right thing. Yep. I know that quote and uh, I don't know the exact wording, but you got it right. One last spin. Give it a whirl. Okay. 
And here it is. Finish this sentence, Matt. Throughout my life, the most important thing I've learned is? Uh, the most important thing I've learned in my life is to always put your friends, family, and health above everything else. There you go. What a message. Wonderful. Well, Matt, I really like that. And thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us and for your time today. And if someone wants to connect with you, Matt, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, they can get me on uh, Matt at getmintent.com. That's, uh, that's my personal uh, email or that's my email address and uh, or my phone number, 604-763-1994. And of course, there's our company website, which is uh, www.getmintent.com. All right. And we're going to put Matt's info up on the show notes page at marketingmouse.com. Matt, thanks again. If you want to be a guest on Marketing Mouse, hit me up on Twitter at bclaproth. Email bill at radiomd.com or find me on LinkedIn as well. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Mouse podcast brought to you by Dr. Podcasting. Learn more at drpodcasting.com. And I wrap up with a favorite marketing quote of mine from Larry Weber. People don't want to be sold. What they want is news and information about the things they care about. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon.